Hello there. Welcome to another episode of Cutting Through the Noise. This is Sean. I'm here with Michelle today, and we're going to be talking about viral marketing. Uh, yeah. So, Sean, uh, for our listeners, how would you define viral marketing? So I would define viral marketing um, as something that is not a virus. Um, <laughs> kind of, even though we're going to be talking about viral marketing today, I actually <laughs> kind of hate the word um, just because it kind of has a negative connotation. Um, you know, when you think about something going quote-unquote viral, um, you're really looking at a current customer, um, somebody that uses your service, buys your product, um, you know, subscribes to your to your YouTube channel, telling a friend um, about your product. Um, it's something that, you know, at the very simplest form, um, it's word of mouth. And it's about, you know, creating something, um, giving people the tools, and really, um, you know, hoping that people tell a friend and then hoping that those friends tell a friend. Um, so as you know, you're not infecting a friend, you're just, um, you know, telling them and hoping that they, uh, will then subscribe by, um, use your service. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess when I think of it too, it's infect, like I can see where the negative connotation comes from. Cause when I think viral marketing, I think infectious, um, which, you know, usually first, thought it's like oh that's not something that you want but uh, I know in the book we um, are kind of loosely following some of these uh, episodes on they kind of describe how there's this like term of a viral loop Um, do you want to kind of elaborate on that yeah I mean it's kind of like a never-ending circle you know your first step um, is to acquire a customer um, get them to you know take that conversion and then um, once they are a customer, then you want them to tell somebody. Um, and that's where, you know, the tools come in. You know, maybe in an email you have a share button or forward to a friend or things like that. So they tell somebody and then you acquire them as a customer and then they tell somebody. So you kind of get the dominoes to fall um, and, you know, it kind of takes on a life of its own. Yeah. All right. And so in order to qualify as viral marketing then within this loop um does it have to include like unique new customers every time someone refers or is it i mean i guess how do you see the exponential growth come from this um you know, it gets to a point where once you know those dominoes start to fall um and a friend tells a friend tells a friend um you know it could be a friend telling two friends, um, you know, based on the quality of your product. And you also have to think about it, you know, in the age of social media, somebody telling a friend may be somebody just posting about it on their Facebook page, which is going to go viral in the sense that, you know, whether they have 10 friends, which is really sad, or a couple hundred friends, like a lot of them are going to see that. So that's kind of the, kind of the eyeballs. It's, it's not, doesn't always have to be one-to-one um, and, or you're, you know, with a bunch of people and you say it out loud. So it can kind of exponentially um, grow like that. I mean, you kind of think about it just from a visual sense as kind of cascading down. Um, and that really is sort of the, at its core, the definition of viral marketing. Um, so I know you touched base a little bit more about, you know, word of mouth and you've even, you know, just in your most recent <laughs> statement, uh, talked about social. Are there other types of ways that viral marketing can occur? Yeah, we actually um, we're just working on one here in house where um, you know we're trying to gain new email subscribers, mm-hmm. and the way to do that was we were um, empowering and incentivizing our current email subscribers. So 
we sent everybody on our list a poll. Um, it was, you know, choose your favorite football team and encouraged people to send it to a friend um, with the incentive that, you know, whichever team got the most votes would trigger a discount code. And so the incentive there was, well, okay, I want to get my friends to vote because I want to get this code. Um, and then in order to take the poll, you had to sign up to the email list. So it was just a way of, you know, something fun, something easy, empowering um, current subscribers. And, you know, in this case, they weren't telling a friend just because they thought to tell a friend. We were kind of pushing them in that direction, um, which a lot of times you you have to do. So, yeah. you know, share with a friend is a great thing. You know, tagging a friend, all, all those sorts of tactics can be um, – you know, pretty powerful. Yeah, I mean, that kind of, that sort of incentivized uh, method that you guys are using, that kind of reminds me of um, Dropbox. I don't know if you've used their service as much, um, but I know in the past that they kind of would encourage in emails. They're like, hey, we'll offer you more space if you share with friends or refer friends. So that's a little bit more direct, but I like the idea of you guys kind of, you know, implying maybe you should share amongst your friends and participate. Yeah, and, you know, the payroll service, Gusto, um, you know, at the bottom of every email they send, it says, you know, we'll give you $100 if you refer a friend. Um, And Mm -hmm. so, you know, referring a friend is, you know, that's a great thing because people are going to take recommendations from friends and people they trust more so than even just brands. Yeah. Um, so I guess in your experience, uh, have you, I mean, obviously you just talked about the retailer, about uh, email subscribers, but um, I guess, are there any like failures that you can think of that when you've attempted to do viral marketing and there's things that you now know that you want to try to avoid, or is it just one of those things where you just keep testing and either it's going to succeed or it's going to fail? We definitely have to test. I think, um, you know, when you're thinking about a viral marketing campaign, um, you know, sometimes you have to think about the barrier to entry. Um, you know, we ran a photo contest one time, you know, encouraging people to upload photos um, of themselves, you know, performing a certain action. We just didn't get a lot of um, uploads. And it was mm-hmm. just because people had to go to a page and they had to click upload. And it just was not as easy as hearting something or liking something. So, you know, and we put a lot of effort into it and just didn't get a lot of um, responses. And so I would you know, call that a failure in the sense that we didn't get the volume we wanted. Mm-hmm. It definitely, there were a lot of impressions. Tons of people got to the page, so they were made aware of the brand. We just didn't get the conversions. Um, and that just has to do sometimes with the nature of, of what it is. Um, and, you know, asking somebody to just click one button is going to be a lot more effective than um, clicking upload, even though it's, it seems kind of um, kind of e- easy. But a lot of times it's not. Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing um, when you think about viral marketing is, you know, when it's not going to succeed is when maybe your product or service is not at the level it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it can not only not succeed, but kind of backfire um, in the sense of then the word viral is actually negative. negative. (laughs) You know, if you don't have product market fit for, you know, what you're selling or pushing, um, A, people are not likely to refer um but at the same time if somebody does refer because they're incentivized and the person on the other end is not happy with it that's uh something negative and could end friendships so you kind of have to make sure that um your product is uh ready that it's top notch but also that it has the ability to go viral yeah that's a good point um and it seems like 
I, I feel like every time I see, uh, you know, campaigns that I consider to be viral, you know, they always do something where it's it's easy to share too. Like there's no um, barrier to access, I guess, to doing so. So those seem to be for especially as a user. I'm like, oh wow, this is so easy for me to just hit the like button or the share button. Um, and I know like YouTube and a lot of video platforms, if that's the kind of channel that you're driving towards, uh, they you know they make it so it's easy to embed anywhere on the website. So um, yeah, I guess. Are there any campaigns that you can think of recently that, you know, you consider to be successful or that just stuck with you the most? Well, just take a step, just take a step back. I think, um, you know, there's a difference between a product going viral and a campaign going viral. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a product going viral in the sense of everybody's telling their friend about this, um, you know, new T-shirt or, you know, this great new SaaS product um, is different than a campaign going viral. That's which, um, you know, campaign going viral could be a video of a cat kissing a monkey <laughs> and that goes viral. And, you know, I've always had people say, OK, well, well, how do we make this go viral? Well, you can't make something. You can push something in the general direction. And but a campaign going viral um, isn't necessarily what we're thinking about mm-hmm. or what we're going for. Um, we want to use a campaign to make a product go viral. So it's just kind of important to, you know, make that distinction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think about, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about um, the Area 51 um, campaign mm-hmm. um, and that I think Budweiser, Bud Light was doing. And that sort of campaign went viral just because it was something people were posting about on social media. Um, but the product itself didn't go viral. So, you know, was a byproduct of it that people bought more Bud Light? Probably not, um, but it was essentially like a Super Bowl commercial. Everybody's talking about the commercial. They're not talking about the product. Mm-hmm. So I think those are the ones that kind of fall flat. So I, I guess also in your experience, um, is there kind of a, like a relationship between the two? Like, So when you're really pushing the product, you, know, you want to uh, try to maybe do viral marketing for product focus, and then later on after it's been established, maybe try to do those kind of campaigns that take off? Or do you think maybe – running a campaign that quote unquote goes viral to gain awareness. I think that's something that comes later. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a way to remind people of the brand um, and maybe people that have already been exposed to a refer a friend or have heard, gotten the word of mouth or mm-hmm. seen something on social. And then it's like, Oh yeah, there is that cat kissing a monkey. That's kind of cool. <laughs> and it reminds me of the brand. So I think you have to start, by, like I said, making a legitimate product, something that is worth sharing. Mm-hmm. Make sure that your current users are sharing it and telling people. Um, and if you're not seeing the acquisition or the um, conversion mm-hmm. and acquiring the new customer, then something's not right. So you need to do all that before you do something flashy mm-hmm. um, that's just awareness focused. Nice. Um, so I guess I'm curious as to uh, you know, what's your thought process when you're thinking that you do have the product ready to maybe try this t- traction channel? Like, how would you get started on one? Like you said earlier, I would um, you know, start by thinking about it as a user mm-hmm. um, and, you know, how I would um, you know, like to be interacted with. Um, I think the, the first thing is sort of building the architecture in a very simple way. Um, you know, you kind of have to think about the entire loop, mm-hmm. not just saying, okay, I'm going to have this person... Um, you know, refer a friend. Um, so you kind of need to think about 
how you're going to talk to the current customer and how you want them to talk to a potential one. So you're kind of putting words in their mouth, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the messaging and the language is, is where I would start. Um, and then just the architecture of it all. Um, you know, if you're asking somebody to click a button to forward to a friend and it requires three steps, then maybe you kind of need to take a step back on that. Um, so, you know, the biggest thing is not overcomplicating it mm-hmm. and simplifying it. Nice. Good, good takeaways to take from that. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for um, joining us for another episode of Cutting Through the Noise. Um, I hope we didn't infect you too much. Um, and that was us talking about viral marketing. Please check us out on YouTube, Facebook, anywhere where you get your podcasts, um, and we'll see you next time.